Fred. What are we doing, Luke? What are we watching? How much blood is coming out of this man? What the hell just happened? What are you looking at? Darkness? Yeah, darkness. They had went all the way in. I knew that was coming out tonight. Welcome to the Review to Death podcast. I'm Marcus. And I'm Luke. Tonight we are finishing up Squid Game with episode nine. Episode nine is called One Lucky Day, and it is our season one finale. It pretty much picks up right where the last one left off with uh, Song Wu and June walking to the last game, which, as we correctly predicted, is the Squid Game. Apparently you can play a Squid Game with two people because uh, that's exactly what happens in the rain. From the moment this game starts, Jiyun and Sangwoo are in the hallway before they go out into the uh, play arena. You can tell Jiyun is just on, he's just on a fucking mission to get Sangwoo. Yeah, this is pretty cool, man. This is like two rivals coming down the hallway, getting ready to, to, to fucking throw down, you know, and then Jiyun's got his game face on, which he, he really hasn't had the whole, you know, the whole se- uh, season, the whole series. You know, you, see, you got uh, Sangwoo on the other side. He's still covered with, say, Biox blood. He's got that all over his face. It's, it's got the, the makings of an ep- epic matchup. It's great. So they have him flip a coin. Instead of heads or tails, it's just square or triangle. And uh, Jiyun chooses triangling wins, and uh, he chooses to go on offense first for the squid game. They, they get him into the, uh, the, the play arena, which is uh, actually the same arena that they used for red light, green light. So, you know, it's got the, it's got the open roof. The two guys start getting ready. Jiyun goes down to, to, to tie his shoe. At the same time, he, he grabs some pocket sand for himself. <laughs> yeah Jiyun's <laughs> not fucking around man yeah he's, he's doing he's, whatever means necessary to, to win this game yeah or all, at least all... to, or maybe not even win the game just to beat the shit the ever-loving shit out of time <laughs> yeah all stops are pulled for for Gion at this point it's sort of like a, a mirror of the very first scene when they were kids and uh Sangwoo goes hopping around the outside and uh, meets up with Sangwoo in the middle because uh, the rule is you have to hop around the outside as an attacker. But if you can cross the squid part in the middle, then you can use both your feet. Yeah, you you understood this more than I did. I, I didn't understand the beginning, very beginning scene of this uh, series. And uh, when I started playing Squid Game against each other, I also still had really no idea what the hell was going on and what the rules were, except for the fact that uh, Giyun couldn't be pushed out of the, the little you know, the little square with the roof on it. Uh, otherwise he would lose. And he's got to get to this, uh, the, the, the tip of it, the tip of the roof. He's got to put uh, one foot in the tip at the top and then he wins. Yeah, that's pretty uh, much all he had of it. can pretty much just push him out of the play area. Yeah, and, and uh, he, he throws the pocket sand right away because uh, then he can use it because he can only be on one foot at the beginning, right? Yeah, and then so he throws it in Sangwoo's face, but they still have their knives, by the way. They're their steak knives. Oh yeah. <laughs> and uh Jiyun sort of yells at him a couple times about, you know, like why did you kill her? Meaning Sabiok and uh Sangwoo was like, you know, if I if I didn't kill her, then you two could have, you know, she was dead anyway. And if I didn't, you know, finish her off and you could you two could have ended the game, you know, you can vote. Yeah, they could have invoked clause three and they could have uh, out uh outvoted him you know two to one nobody would have gotten the money it would have gotten dispersed amongst the people that had already died yeah and at this point it becomes it starts to rain which is is an awesome dramatic thing i always love when 
the end of a movie or a show or whatever is a showdown in the rain. I don't know. I just fucking love it. I know it's cliche, but I fucking love that shit. Yeah, and, and the, uh, the VIPs are watching from like a spectator area. So it's a knife fight. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. Uh, they're beating the shit out of each other. It's, uh, you know, it goes one way or the other way. And it looks like June's got the upper hand. But then uh, Song Wu pulls it or gets his knife back up off the ground and stabs him in the leg and then stabs him in the stomach. And then fucking Yoon gets knocked to the ground right by Sang Wu's foot. And then he takes a fucking chunk out of it with his teeth. <laughs> but not before getting out. stabbed through the hand with a knife. Right. He's got Sang Wu's knife stuck through his hand at this point. Fucking brutal. And so then Jiyun uh, turns Sang, Sang Wu back over again. At this point, he could have run and just finished the game. But <laughs> Jiyun's not done with Sang Wu. He goes over and starts beating the crap out of him again. Yeah, he, he beats him. He beats him real good. And then uh, he doesn't uh, he doesn't kill him. He, he turns around. And he slowly starts to head towards that, that little triangle, you know, home base thing that he's got to get to, you know, to win the game. Yeah, because he already had, he had it. You know, the the camera played that trick to where June had the knife and it looked like he stabbed him, but he actually just put it next to his head. And at this point, I was yelling at him. He's like, ah, don't be like Song Wu, you know, just make. Let the squid dude finish him off. Just go win the game. Right. And, and it looks like he's going to. And he, he gets right up to the to, to the spot where he's got to be. And then, I, and then he just stops. And he, he turns around. And uh, he calls a vote to uh, call off the game. You know, he's like, Sang Woo, you know, just, you know, and they're talking about, you know, playing the game as their kids. And, you know, the and June's even all the shit that Sang Woo's done. Uh, he's he wants to he doesn't want his friend to die because you know they both agree then they can end the game and the vips are fucking incredulous yeah they're not fans of this shit at all and then uh sang woo you know him and uh and giyun have a little a little conversation you know sang woo's on the ground he's been he's been you know beat to hell and he's talking to giyun and you know and he says you know, he's trying to he's reminiscing about the old times when they used to play this and you know when they were kids you know their their, their parents used to, to call them uh, you know when there was time to go to go home you know as you do when you're a little kid and he goes you know no one calls us anymore which uh man i that uh i felt that man <laughs> no one fucking calls us anymore <laughs> yeah sang woo just starts talking saying my mom my mom and then he grabs the knife and he stabs himself in the fucking neck yeah, and uh, four, five, six wins by uh, you know a process of elimination. There's no one else left. So June is the winner of the Squid Game, and now we've got 45 minutes left in the final episode. <laughs> we got a whole lot of time left. Yeah. So the next thing we cut to is uh, June on like in a limousine with frontman. June's blindfolded. The frontman says something about how. You know, the contestants are horses, you know, like you can bet on horses. June's trying to get some answers, but then he gets gassed. So they just drop him off literally in the middle of the street with his blindfold still on, still sort of tied up. He starts coughing and a bank card falls out of his mouth. Yeah, so they fucking like shove the credit card in his mouth before throwing him out of the car, <laughs> I guess. And he, yeah, he spits it out. His hands are still tied behind him. And I was like, dude, what the fuck? Someone can just pick up that thing. You know, it's it's worth 45.6 billion won. Yeah, which, which is about what, 38, 38 million dollars. Like, oh, dude, I was getting a little, a little panic attack looking at that thing just laying there. But uh, no, someone helps him out. It's a, it's a homeless guy, and he's like a, you know, evangelical type, you know, homeless person that's you know yelling and ranting. So June goes to the ATM and puts in the, 
the card and his pin number is his player number. And yeah, the, the money's there, uh, but he only withdraws uh, 10,000 won and then he, uh, then he goes home. But on the way home, he gets stopped by Song Wu's mother. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're just like, oh, I haven't seen you a couple of days during the fight. Are you okay? Here's some mackerel I poked, picked up. Go have it with your mom. I, she hasn't been to work in two days. I should have gone check on her, but I didn't really have time. At this point, we're like, ah, fuck. And saying who's mom, I gotta. I don't know if you mentioned. She's such a nice character, man. She's yeah. been like nothing but nice the entire the entire series. As June is walking back home, Sang Woo's mother asks him if he's heard from Sang Woo recently. Uh, to which June doesn't reply, and she's like, "Oh, okay, no, you need to get back home. We'll we'll talk later." Type thing. Yeah, he gets home, and and you know, Marcus and I pretty much call it. He he gets uh to his apartment, you know, that he's been sharing with his with his elderly mom. You know, who's remember she's. Got real bad diabetes. Man, it's it's a fucking bummer. Of course, his mom is dead on the floor. Who knows how long she's been there? Uh, who right. knows how long this game's been going for? And, you know, he's seen like, wake up, mom, wake up, you know, open your eyes. And of course she doesn't. And he just lays down next to her and, you know, fade to the next scene. And so then we jump a year ahead. And I got to say, before we even get through this, this last part of this episode, I don't know how much I actually like this ending. I mean, I just watched it, so it's going to sit with me for a little while, but uh, my first impressions are it's I'm not super satisfied. Yeah, I'm going to have to to digest this as well. I don't know. It, it does set up season two. But I mean, it, it, it almost feels that the ending of this season almost feels like they wanted to make it. They they cared more about making sure there'd be a season two or a good jumping off point for a season two than actually finishing a storyline correctly in my book, in my head right now. At the same time, though, dude, like if let's say if, the, you know, the show had been a complete bust and, and nobody had watched it, which is the opposite of what happened. I mean, it could be a I wouldn't mind this ending either. It could be like, well, I mean, it's pretty oh, it's an open ended en- ending, which I know not everyone's a fan of, in, in, including you. But I don't know. I, I didn't just right now thinking about it. I didn't mind it. Like it you know, it could like it, it could end right there. and I'd be fine with it if they do a season two, which I'm sure they will, because this show is insanely popular. Yeah, it's already been announced. It's happening. So here we'll get into it. So it's a year later, and Jiyun is, he's pretty fucking crazy. Now, you see him riding on the train, and he's going to a bank where he's deposited all of his money. And they've called him there because they want him to move his money into a different kind of savings account because it's just a regular. Jiyun has not said anything. He's unkempt. His hair is all long. His beard and mustache is in. And the only thing he says to this bank teller is, can I borrow 10,000 won? And we're like, oh, he's fucking nuts now. Yeah, he's looking like a hobo. It turns out he hasn't touched his, his money any of that money at all for the whole year and uh which this part didn't sit well with me because you know as you remember in the the previous episode that's one of the things that, that him and uh Sebyuk agreed on is that he would take care of her family and he hasn't done shit he's been so far as we know living on the streets yeah he hasn't done anything with his money he hasn't uh he's just let his own daughter go away he hasn't helped Song Wu's mother, which is what Song Wu was sort of asking towards the end. And he hasn't helped Sebiok's Se- family at all. And then shit. <laughs> After the bank teller gives him 10,000 won, the next time we see Jiyun, he's, it's nighttime and he's sitting next to a river, like drinking a beer. He's sitting there and a lady with some roses comes by. And she's like, hey, if you don't buy these from me, they're going to they're gonna wilt and I'm going to lose all, you know, potential money. Uh, you know, and he does, and he buys them from her. Uh, and uh, she drops these these flowers, which he picks up, and uh, they got a little card with some uh, familiar symbols on them. Yeah, the Squid Game symbols. But this card is not that like drab sort of brown olive color. It's gold, and it's got some writing on the back, not just a number. It's an address it's a- to a building. 
and it says from from your ganbu from your ganbu which yeah, i'll remind it, you is the name of the episode with the marble game where jiyun and oil nam number 001 became ganbu yeah yeah my my fucking jaw dropped i was like what the fuck is that so jiyun shows up at this building and sure enough there's uh 001 who is who is uh truthfully sick because they did say he had a brain tumor at the beginning of the first episode but he's still alive i mean just barely alive he's pretty sick he's in a hospital bed and he's looking out the window and i'm gonna take this minute fucking toot my own horn a little bit because i fucking called this i fucking called it at the beginning and the proof is in our first podcast that we ever did with squid game the only thing that i had wrong was that I, I I said that he was just pretending to be sick, but I fucking called that this guy was maybe even the creator way back in episode one. Yeah, no, I I, uh, I give it to you, dude, for sure. You, you did call it. I uh, I wasn't on board with that theory at all, but uh, no, it that's exactly the case. He's it, no, I, he is. He, I, it looks like he's the creator. He he's the uh, he's the owl mask. It yep. turns out. So he's From, he's he's yeah. frontman's. He's frontman's fucking boss, man. Like, I think you know, we were not get you know told this specifically. In fact, this whole scene ends with uh, without much resolution, which is frustrating. But yeah, he, it, you know, considering how old he is, you know, his age, and how long the Squid Game's been going on for what thirty years, it's yeah. uh, I would say it's a safe bet to assume that he's one of the original creators of it. And it, it, considering what him and uh, Guillaume talk about, why why you know this thing goes on yeah so apparently 001's like super mega rich he he says he makes money by lending money money so you know venture capitalist or banker or hedge fund manager or something like that you know one of those things that <laughs> i'll never understand he's so rich that he fucking makes himself more rich by being rich <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's what i got from that and and and, and he says uh you know Guillaume, he asks him, uh, you know, why, what's going on? You know, why, you know, why did you do this? And uh, he proposes a, another game. There's this guy that's on the street below them and he's been sitting against the wall for a couple hours. And he says that uh, 001 says that he's probably drunk and, uh, you know, humanity is, have we really changed the society? Cause I bet you that nobody's going to help him. So the last game that we play is, uh, if uh, that man does not get any help before midnight, then I win. And if he does, then you win. And and if Guillaume wins, then he'll get the answers he's he's looking for. And he doesn't really get any answers. It, you know, a long story short with this is, is basically it's like, you know, like 15 seconds to midnight or something like that. And, and there's a, a guy with red hair, bright red hair that comes by and he, he checks on this this homeless guy who looks dead, by the way. Yeah, and uh, I thought he was just gonna rob him and walk away, and that's what it looks like. Because you know they're they're looking at this guy from uh you know a f- quite a few stories up, and then right right before midnight happens, right before you know the the clock strikes, uh, so to speak, the uh, a cop car pulls up with the the bright red haired guy and a police officer. So they do end up help you know end up helping this guy before midnight, and so so Giyun wins the the bet. But it turns out it doesn't matter. No, because uh, Oil Nam Double O One is dead. Yeah, he he finally succumbed to his illness. <clears throat> the only thing that we really get out of him is what it appears to be is that the Squid Game was just created so that rich dudes could have fun. Which, I mean, that's kind of what we theorized. I think back in episode one of the podcast for this too is we just a bunch of rich fucks 
being rich fucks for the sake of it, just so they can have some fun. And before uh, 001 does die for real this time, he tells Jiyun that, you know, he wanted to play the game because he wanted to have fun. He said, you know, playing playing something is more fun than watching. And uh, Jiyun asks him, why did you let me live? You know, referring back to the marble, giving him the marble. <laughs> 001 says that he let him live because he had so much fun playing with him. And he reminded him or helped him to remember things that, you know, he used to do when he was younger. Yeah, he literally says it made him feel like a kid again. You know, yeah. to that I say, go fuck yourself because, <laughs> you know, all those people died. And when it came to, to his time, because, he, you know, you got to remember player one ultimately did lose that game, even if it was, you know, he knew exactly what was happening the entire time. Because it, it turns out his his confusion, dementia, that wasn't a thing. That was, he was sick with a tumor, but that wasn't affecting his cognition at all. He was pretending. But uh, yeah, he, he had an out. Unlike everybody else in that game, when, it came, when his time, when his ticket, you know, was punched, he could just, you know, get escorted safely out. You know, yeah. by the side so door. So of course he had fun. He knew he wasn't going to die no matter what yeah. happened. I say fuck that right in the air. Uh, so then it cuts over to a flashback scene because originally we saw when the VIPs showed up, frontman talked to the owl mask guy, and the owl mask guy said, you know, to tend to his guests for him. He didn't. He didn't want to be there. And so we see that scene again, but we see that the owl mask guy is Oil Nam 001. He says that same line is like, you know, tend to my guests for me. And front man's like, why? And he's like, watching it could not be as fun as playing it. Yeah. So he did it all for shits and giggles. Pretty much. To, you know, and to think, to think back in episode six, dude, I was almost in tears over his death. Motherfucker. <laughs> Again, double crossed by the old guy. I I feel personally double crossed in real in real life. <laughs> Son I of take a take offense. <laughs> I feel slighted. I feel so slighted. <laughs> <laughs> so you know this uh this this encounter with uh OL Nam 001, I guess you know, changes the way Jiyun's gonna think about things. So the first thing he does is he goes to get a haircut. Yeah, he, he gets his hair to look like the the guy that helped the uh the homeless man uh yes. that uh Oil Nam was was betting on. You know, obviously just by that act alone, he's he's gonna become a more uh, what would you say benevolent, altruistic type person as yeah. opposed to what he's been over the last year who's yeah, you know, done I guess nothing. Yeah, symbolic in that way, yeah. So then uh, he goes and finally he gets Sabiok's brother, who's a very much younger than she was, and pulls him out of the, you know, the daycare, childcare center where he's been staying and uh, drops him off with Sangwoo's mother. That's right. Yeah, and it's, a, it's a real sad scene, man. Like, because, you know, he's, because his, her brother, Sangwoo's brother, his name is, Kale, Chael, Chael, Kong Chael. You know he didn't know his his sister was dead by you know uh, by the time the scene is over he he knows so he's you know he's heartbroken we're heartbroken uh, saying Wu's mom doesn't know what happened to her son but we know and right. uh, you know Giyun gets these two together and it's it, you know, with a with a suitcase to boot yeah a suitcase full of money and because he drops off. The kid with the suitcase, I, I'm, I'm a certain, you know, under the guise that, uh, you know, June's gone a trip and could she take care of him? But inside the suitcase, it's not clothes and stuff. It's like a whole shit ton of money with a note on the side that says, 
this is the money that I owed Sangwoo. And so, you know, Jiun's, you're assuming that Jiun's just leaving him to be taken care of by Sangwoo's mother. Right. He got those three, which is sweet. I like that ending for those characters. And then Jiun, uh, he's on the phone and he's talking to his daughter, Guy Young, who's, we're assuming is in America now, and he's going to go get on a plane to go visit her. And we're like, yeah, fuck yeah, finally. Yeah. Again, as, 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 as a dad to a daughter, that seems to be about his daughter's age i'm like yeah man this is what you should have been doing a year ago so you know fucking finally good for you you figured it out and on his way off the train he's walking to his next trainer to the airport and here's a commotion and it's some slapping and some uh, uh some frustration and he looks through the trains and he sees none other than uh doc g man from the first episode platinum level doc g man dude <laughs> <laughs> the guy that apparently his only job is to go into subways and find people to play Dokchi, which is this game, you know, that we talked about before. They have two colored squares and they try to throw and get them to flip over. And this is all he does. So he's like, yeah, he's a fucking master at this game at this point. Yeah, no wonder he fucking kicks ass, man. That's all he does. He rides subways and plays Dokchi. And I did like this because the guy, the actor that plays Dokchi, man, who we don't know his name. They never give his name. No. But he's got a real, like, good-looking face. It's got, It's like a real interesting... Like he's a good looking guy, but he's also got like this really like, um, you know, like sly smile. Oh, he's and a he smug at, motherfucker. Yeah. He looks at June through the trains and just gives him like the side smile. And June's <laughs> like, you motherfucker. And he like runs across to try to catch him. But he's already put himself on the train and he just sort of waves at him. Yeah, he, he ran across that platform to slap that man. But by the time he got there, he was already on the he was already on the train out. Dude, he's been holding on to that slap for oh. eight episodes. Dude, it, it, in season two, if uh, Giyun doesn't get to slap this guy, I'm going to be mad. <laughs> so he sees, Giyun sees the guy that he was playing Dokchi with and he takes the card from him. Yeah. He you know, just starts screaming at him and say, no, never, never. And then it cuts away. Yeah, don't don't you fucking do this. Next time we see Giyun, he's at the airport. He's, he's on his way to see his daughter, which again, good choice. Keep doing that. Yeah. No, and 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 we both knew it was going to happen now. Yeah. As soon as it cut over to the airport and he was walking on, uh, both Luke and I was like, don't you fucking do it. Don't you fucking do it. Go see your daughter, you jackass. But he doesn't fucking go see his daughter. He calls that card and he puts himself right back into the game. And he talks to the front man. He calls him on the phone. It's the same as before. And it's like, do you wish to play the game? State your name. He states his name. And then he goes, I'm, you know, something along the lines of I'm coming back in and I'm going to fucking tear this place apart. So be ready for it. He's being fucking watched. But he's like, because front man's like, just get on the fucking plane, dude. Yeah. Do you sure you want to do this? Go get on the plane. Yeah. Go, go see your daughter, dude. Yeah, player four, five, six. Just get on the plane. Please uh, get on the fucking plane, man. He turns uh, around, and that's the end of the season. And I'm uh, so angry. I'm so angry. Son of a bitch. <laughs> dude, cannot relate. I can't relate to that. As, nope, a, as you know, I done. Do... Take your fucking 46.5 billion, 45.6 billion won. Get the fuck out yeah, of there. You got fuck you money, man. Go take care of your daughter. You could be the best dad ever. Go, <laughs> go meet her in America and fucking stay there. Yeah. Don't even go back to Korea. Forget about it. Yeah. You can buy her a pony. You can buy her, <laughs> you can buy her tons of ponies. Tons of ponies and, and fucking chicken tenders till the cows come home. Oh, so many chicken tenders. That's all she wants, man. Give her yeah. as much fried chicken as she wants. Fri exactly. Fried chicken. Dude, yeah. All kinds of fried chicken. Take her to Buffalo Wild Wings. By the way, so, okay. I guess we're, we're done with, with the recap. But <clears throat> where the fuck is Detective Huang? We didn't see him die. He's not dead. 
No, Detective Long's got to be coming back in season two. He, he 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 just got shot and he fell off a cliff, but they didn't show his body and they and he did get shot in the shoulder. Yes, right. It's fucking against odds that he would live, but it's a TV show, so he's gonna be alive. No, no, season by, by two. TV. Fucking first scene. First scene <laughs> of season two is Detective Wong like fucking Ramboing himself up, getting ready to go take down the Squid Game again. <laughs> Dude, first scene, season two, Detective Wong fucking bursts out of the water like half his face is fucked up he's gonna wear like a phantom of the opera mask it's gonna be great i i can't wait <laughs> and then flash flash cut to june and detective Wong fucking doing a predator handshake like oh yeah like carl weathers and arnold schwarzenegger yeah they're flexing oh that, that'd be great they go in there shooting yeah that, that's gonna be season two we should write for season two that'd be it's i think already we got done. it we got yep. it Yep. <laughs> it's so final thoughts on Squid Game. I loved it. I really can't uh I can't say enough about it. I I I don't know. Maybe it's because I've been watching fucking American Horror Story for like a month and a half, which is you know, it's American Horror Story. What what am I gonna tell you? But uh Squid Game is great. It's fucking fantastic. It's uh you know, minus uh you know, a couple of stumbles here and there. It's amazing. It, the the storytelling is great. You know, they, they they go from from one mystery to the next, but not before solving the, the previous mystery. Uh, you know, it reminded me, I was talking, you know, talking to Marcus while we were watching this, because actually we got we watched this one together. We, we haven't watched the other ones together because it's just, you know, it's it's too much as far as, uh, you know, trying to uh, get our schedules to work together to to, to coordinate. But uh, this reminded me of the, the Vengeance trilogy, which I watched many, many, many years ago. You know, Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance, Old Boy, Sympathy for, for, for Mrs. Vengeance, Miss Vengeance. Those movies were, were amazing. And and this show reminded me of, of that uh, several times, especially in this last episode. I'm with you on this one. I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. It was worth the hype. Um, or I guess it's, I should say it deserved the hype that it got. I enjoyed myself. The only problems I had were a couple of character decisions. And then that ending sort of still rubbed me the wrong way. But I understand that they want to do more. So it does set up for a season two. So I'm ready for season two when that comes out. Hey, I got a, I got a question for you <laughs> considering season two, because uh, I heard some rumblings that maybe season two will be a prequel. What do you think about that? That makes zero sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna If you're going to end season one like that, you better fucking continue it and not give me a prequel because uh, you're going to give me a prequel. You might as well change that ending. You know, pre a prequel's coming, right? Because they have 30 years worth of Squid Game to fucking work off of. Yeah, but don't not finish that story. Yeah, I agree with you're you. Right? End if, it like that. If the next season is a, is a, a step back in time, uh, I'm not going to be happy. Yeah, no, if the very if season two is a prequel that I'm going to be uh, I'm going to be upset with that. I'm yeah, not watch like it, but I'm I'm yeah. not gonna I'm not gonna approve. <laughs> Agreed. It's now time for wasting time, where Marcus and I briefly discuss how we've been wasting our time lately. Be it non-horror movies, yes, you watch those too, a TV series, a video game, or even a good book. Marcus, kick it off tonight. What I've been wasting my time with is going down the rabbit hole that is YouTube. The YouTube algorithm and what they suggest to you is freaking bizarre. And I'm going to tell you where I get. Uh, and uh, the journey to what I, the videos I've been wasting my time with is almost more interesting than the videos I've been watching. So to cut to the chase, I've been fucking watching a dude try MREs on fucking YouTube. 
<laughs> Meals ready to eat? Yeah. <laughs> He's got a YouTube channel. This is all he does is he looks at current MREs from like different countries, like different military forces. And then he's also got ones like he he sources like really old ones from different time periods. And he doesn't really eat those. I will say that like watching him open up an MRE from like uh, the British uh, special forces during uh, World War II is a bit interesting. <laughs> Dude, that's fucking awesome. I have some <laughs> MREs. <laughs> so the so the 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 reason the, the the way I got here is because YouTube is weird. I'll, I'm going to trace my way back through this. The reason I got to this, that this got suggested to me, is because I watched one of those, um, you know how there's all those React channels on YouTube where it's like so-and-so reacts or, uh, sure. you know, uh, scientists react, special forces react. Right. So this was, right. a, this was a Korean and an American soldier that traded MREs and talked about what they liked when they were in the forces. Right. <laughs> this sounds great. And so the reason that that video got suggested to me is because I had watched a video about Koreans react to something. And okay. the reason that I watched that video is because I originally looked up the fucking trailer to squid game. So if I looked up, <laughs> they're like, Oh, I guess he wants to see Korean shit now. So let's give it to him. <laughs> so long story longer. That is why I've been watching a person eat fucking MREs on YouTube. <laughs> so Squid Game led you to, to that? It, pretty much. Nice. Nice. I uh I have well, I guess they're not technically MREs, but uh you know those like camping meals that you can buy, like you know, just add water and it's yeah. uh beef stroganoff. Essentially so, the same thing. Essentially the right. same thing. So I bought a couple of those because I wanted to go camping before it got cold here uh, in Wisconsin, where I am. And now it's really fucking cold. And when I went camping, it rained the whole time. So I never got to eat my uh, my little Walmart MREs. So they're uh, still in my cupboard. So I will eat those next year. <laughs> They'll last for a while. I think you're good. What I've been wasting my time with is a mobile game on my phone, which I, I've never done that before, except for oh, maybe like once. Uh <laughs> fire emblem heroes fire emblem, <laughs> yeah exactly that's the one fire emblem i i played that for for quite a while but that's that was a long time ago and nothing since that was so, a long time ago i got into that one too yeah yeah we both it was it was good man it was, it was a fun one I, I love fire emblem any of the fire emblem games are great but anyway uh i guess i should just say real quick i'm I'm a just to add to my dorkiness i i love board games and card games my favorite board game over the last several years is pandemic i know it's weird in these times to to like that game but i love pandemic it's been out the board game itself has been out since uh 2008 i'll give you a a real quick rundown so it's based on the premise that there's four diseases that have broken out in the world each threatening to wipe out a region the game accommodates two to four players each player, uh, one of seven possible, uh, playing one of uh, seven possible roles. Um, you can be a dispatcher, medic, scientist, researcher, operations expert, contingency planner, quarantine specialist, and they all have like special abilities or whatever. It, it, the whole point is it's, it's a cooperative game and, and you work together to try and, uh, you know, to cure the world of these four diseases. I saw that there was a mobile version of this and I'm like, oh, I'll download this. It was on sale. And I got fucking hooked, super hooked. Played the uh, the training. There's like four or five scenarios. And I beat all the scenarios except for the last one, 
where they tell you to, uh, you know, they give you the, you know, they give you four operatives, and you have to, you know, to win the game. And it's like a, it's more like a puzzle because you know exactly like which cities are going to get infected. I couldn't fucking do it. I, I, I played it over and over and over and over and over and over again. I just kept losing, and then I finally, uh, I got to the to the end where I, I almost had a beat. But uh, if you don't complete the game within a, uh, you know, before the cards run out, you lose which is what kept killing me. And then I, I, I went to, I went to, to press the button to, to win the game. And then my, my phone crashed or my, the game crashed and I fucking threw it across the room. I, I, oh <laughs> no. <laughs> and I'm, I'm done with it now. <laughs> yep. That's how that worked. Your rage induced end to your pandemic reminded us of, reminded me of something that Luke and I did when we were, I don't know, maybe high school, early high school, 13, 14 years old. Uh, Luke came over to visit and he brought a Super Nintendo and we played Super Ghosts and Goblins. I think you know where I'm going with this. Yes. And we played the shit out of that game and notoriously difficult that game. And we tried really, really hard. We got to like hours, 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 all day, all freaking day. And it's like 1130 at night. We're seven hours deep into this game. And we're like super, super ghouls and ghosts. Yeah, on Super yeah. Nintendo. And uh, we're at like level five or something like that. And we have worked our asses off, like harder we've ev- harder than we've ever worked at any video game. It's the end boss, right? It, we were close. We were really close. And I was playing and, <laughs> and uh, you know, something, you know, the game, the game fucked us over like it likes to do. And I died. I was so angry. I kicked the wall. <laughs> by kicking the wall the painting that was hanging up on the wall fell off the wall directly onto the power cord that was plugged into the wall from the <laughs> window, <laughs> unplugging the console and then the game turns off and we just yeah. stared at each other for a couple minutes and <laughs> we have never touched that game since i think we laughed after dude it was like a it was like mousetrap yeah <laughs> you, you kicked the wall the painting fell off the wall. It hit the power cord, which unplugged the system and the TV. Uh, <laughs> and that was the end of it. <laughs> so I guess we're never playing that game again. We never have. And, nope. and that was like over a decade ago. <laughs> More than that. It was a long time ago. Dude, oh, we're, the, we're uh, 40. We're I 40. That remember. was over 20 years ago. It was more than a decade. I still remember the rage. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. All right, cool. Well, uh, I just want to say, you know, for any of you who are uh, are listening, I want to say thank you on behalf of both of us. Uh, you know, Marcus and I are, are, are doing this strictly for fun, uh, but it's really cool seeing, uh, you know, some of you tuning in. Uh, you know, so uh, so thanks a lot of so thanks a lot, my fellow Ganbu. You know, next time uh, we're gonna get back into talking about movies, and since uh, you know Christmas is almost here, uh, we're gonna watch Christmas movies. But you know, because this is reviewed to death. We're going to be watching some fucked up Christmas movies. Uh, we did this last holiday season. We called it the uh, Reviewed to Death on Christmas Movies. Yeah, at that point, we weren't doing the podcast yet. So if you want to check out which movies we covered and what to expect this December, I encourage you guys to check out check those out on our Imager page. Uh, they're still there. Uh, you know, we appreciate every click or like or comment. Uh, so definitely check that out if you if you you know if you feel the need. Also, I just want to mention that we've reached a, a small milestone with this episode, as it's our, our 25th. Uh, hey, so cheers to you, Marcus, my motherfucking ganbu for life. <laughs> cheers to you, my friend. <laughs> you know, here's to, uh, to, to many, many more. And to our listeners in Brazil, the United Kingdom, Germany, and Canada, if you're still here. 
Thanks for listening. Before we wrap this up, I'd like to take a moment and say that this will be our only podcast this week. We will pick it up next Monday after Thanksgiving. The Review to Death podcast is written and produced by the both of us. We release new episodes on Mondays and Fridays. Thank you to Groove Witness for the use of their music. You can find them at GrooveWitness.us. Check out our written reviews at the link in the description and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Review to Death. Thank you for listening. And Luke, tell us what's coming up next. So coming up next, we're going to be looking at the movie uh, The Wolf of Snow Hollow, released in 2020. Pretty much all I got. Later, Gators. Dude, use your knife hand. You got an upgrade. <laughs> Use your knife hand. Gotta get all up in the squid grid. Get up in your squid grid.